Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bulletproof Marketer. No BS marketing advice for marketers by marketers. I am your slightly fearless host, Christopher Tompkins, here to lead the charge against terrible marketing advice. Uh, so I know that we've it's been a little bit of time since I've spoken to you last, but lots of really great things have happened within our agency. So now is the time for me to get back and get back in touch with all of you with some some of my thoughts on marketing advice that I've seen happen and marketing trends that have happened over the past few months and give you some just real honest advice at how you can navigate this digital landscape in a way that will make you, your brand, your company, and yourself successful. We've got a hell of a show today. There's some uh, really great trends that we're going to be touching on in the BPM trend spotter. Then we're going to move on to our main topic today, which is a growing um, trend that I've been seeing, which is um, pretty much what is the cost of having an employee versus the pros and cons of outsourcing? So I want to dive in deep to that a little bit so that you, um, if you are choosing to make that decision, um, kind of what you are losing and what you are gaining by doing that. So I want to go through that and kind of do um, a pros and cons on that topic. Then we're going to talk about the BPM versus Stockholm Syndrome sec segment. In that segment, I'm going to talk about pretty much the calm before the storm and what it actually means for marketers. So that's going to be a great one for you to listen into. And then I have a silver bullet, which I'll share with you later, which is going to be my one great tip from the show that you can apply directly afterwards to make your life better. Anyway, if you've the first time that you've been listening to our show, please feel free to join the discussion online. You can tweet us at BP marketer, which is Bulletproof, but BP Marketer on Twitter, or join the inner circle by going to Go Sales and Marketing and sign up on the pop up. You'll get into the Bulletproof Marketer newsletter. Why do you give a shit about this? Because it is the best curated list of tips that you're going to find digitally Monday through Friday every single week. My team works tirelessly than finding the best trends for you to jump onto. So uh, it's well worth the sign up. Um, and yeah, so we're going to go into now our first segment, which is the BPM trend spotter. And we have some good news stories that I pulled from our Bulletproof Marketer newsletter that would be interesting, I think, for all of you listeners out there. So the first thing that we have on my docket is Twitter's new highlights tab. Okay, so I know a lot of people have been talking about Twitter. It's been in the news, right? Because good old Elon and all of the exodus and then he's ruining it and he's laying people off and it's getting better and it's getting worse and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting for me even to talk about it. So you're not alone, folks out there that are getting tired of the Twitter conversation. Is Twitter still relevant? Yeah, it sure is because people are still looking at it. Um, I don't think just because there's a downtrend on a site that everyone should be you know, jumping ship immediately and adopting something new. I think you make a transition, right? You find something like some people have moved over to Mastodon, which is another really great um, Twitter-esque type networking platform. Uh, but still, there is value in Twitter. So you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can kind of look over the fence, but keep doing what you're doing while you're doing that. But while Twitter is going down, going up, who God knows, um, they are rolling out a highlights tab. And pretty much what it's going to be is on your profile, you're going to be able to curate what you consider to be a highlight of your, uh, your feed. So if you really wanted to show some thought leadership or you wanted to show more of your personality, you're able to pull specific 
tweets that will tell your story in the highlights reel. So it could be really anything that you're trying to achieve. If you want more um, traffic to a landing page, you want to talk about a new product, you want to people to understand more about how you uh, communicate in your tone and your voice and your personality. That's a really great tool to do. Do you think that I do? I think that everyone's going to be looking at the highlights tab and going, oh my gosh, this is a really great place to find out the voice of a brand. <laughs> Maybe not, but it does show what's most important to you. So it is a great way for uh, a new person that's getting onto your account to understand more about how you communicate and what's most important to you. So um, it's been rolling out this, Twitter's been rolling this out now for, I mean, probably for the last month or so. So um, you should have this um, or you may not yet because they're still rolling it out. Um, it's just a really great way to highlight um, content on your account. But I think the one thing that you're not going to be getting probably is a lot more additional engagement on that tab. You know, everything happens on the feed. So that's where all of the stuff goes down on Twitter. If someone's interested in you and they want to learn more, that's when the highlights tab will become useful. But if I just stumble on your account, I'm not probably going to your highlights tab first. I'm seeing what you're talking about. You know, especially if there's a big event going on, kind of what you're what you're thinking in your industry, what you think about it, what's your reaction to it. So highlights tab for marketers, it's pretty much just like the um, featured stories on Instagram. It's something that you can curate that shows the best content that you want to in a really um, encapsulated form. So where the look, I don't think it's a deal maker or a deal breaker, folks, just an extra feature for you. So. And then we have another one, which is uh, talking about Zucks. Zucks back in town. Zucks versus Elon in a, in a celebrity death match, I guess. Uh, but Mark Zuckerberg is going in for the kill um, because Twitter is bleeding ad dollars. Not too shocking um, because it's a it's a big concern at Twitter that um, there's lots of ad revenue being lost. But what is what is Facebook doing? What's the Zucks doing in, in his in his in the hanging in the cut, waiting to do something interesting? Well. They created something that's going to be called Threads. Is it going to end up being called Threads? I don't know. But right now it's called Threads and also called Project 92 and also called Barcelona. There's like all sorts of code names around this project that's been top secret until pretty much now. Um, but The Verge broke the news, um, uh, a new site, a technology news site. And what it does is it's basically, um, it's an app that's called Threads. It has... Uh, basically a continuous scroll of text, just like Twitter. Buttons are going to be similar to the like and retweet functions. So very, very similar. So what they're doing right now in order to get more interest and kind of more attention around it, they're starting to get big celebrities. So Ops, Oprah Winfrey is in the cards to be, uh, is in talks to be uh, use, utilizing this. The Dalai Lama, I mean, they're really going for really big swings on this, uh, but Obviously, it's it's going to be a challenger to Twitter. So um, hopefully, we'll see how this rolls out. I'm I'm interested to see how it how it 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 kind of evolves. I guess you can say, uh, but definitely something to keep on on your mind as a marketer. It, there could be another um, a Facebook version of Twitter that will be um, rolling out. Again, do I think it's going to be as powerful as Twitter? I don't know because currently um, they're in a very precarious situation, but we shall see. So threads coming up. So two things you've learned today, Twitter's going to roll out highlights and Facebook's going to roll out threads. Now, 
what's the last story that I have today? That Well, this one I pulled up for myself because I love my Oculus Quest. Um, I bought a, a MetaQuest VR headset a few years ago. During, actually, during COVID is when I got it. And it was phenomenal. So much fun. Only gave me a headache 60% of the time. So for a VR headset, I'm kind of calling that a win for me. But uh, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. But also very, very scary if you've seen the movie Ready Player One, where it's a dystopian future where everybody is is living in that VR headset. Well, with that in mind, they've limited the ages of who could get these headsets because they can, you know, whatever. Um, it's it's uh, They could be a little bit of a, a mind control device, I guess. I don't want to say that, but I did say it. Um, but Meta has just recently lowered the minimum age for its Quest headsets from 13 until 10. So that means they're lowering the age that you can get one, you should be using one, et cetera, et cetera. So... I think that's a little scary because um, I really would like children to experience the real world before they have to deal with a virtual world. But I don't have any kids, so I don't have a I don't have a stake in the race, right? I don't have a horse in that race. But just to say, thought it was very interesting that the age was lowered and that it was a lead story, um, just because I think that you know uh, with with younger and younger and younger children employing technology. It could be a little dicey. So uh, just one to watch parents out there. But um, that means that all of those companies are going to start uh, that have all of those different applications that you load onto the quest are now going to be free for alling on the children to uh, to advertise. So get ready to be spending some some more money on apps, folks, as well as the headset. But that's not too heavy. It's not too heavy for price. So you should be fine, parents out there. Uh, so excellent, excellent, excellent. So that's the end of our segment on the BPM trend spotter. After the break, we are going to be diving into the wonderful topic of should you hire somebody or should you go with an agency? What is the ROI? What's the cost implications? And a whole lot more after the break with me, Chris Tompkins on the Bulletproof Marketer. Here's the thing. And if you're a savvy enough marketer to be listening to the show, you know it. Today's customers know BS when they hear it. It's more important now than ever that your brand is ready to stand up to public scrutiny. Trust Relations, the first fully virtual integrated PR and marketing agency, can help you do just that. Their proprietary trust analysis is a unique brand assessment tool designed to safeguard your business against claims of inauthenticity. They're absolute experts in understanding every brand's unique story and then amplifying it with the full suite of PR, media relations, and integrated marketing services. So if you're ready to rethink PR as you know it, leave the quote-unquote spin behind and share your brand's authentic story with the audiences that matter to your bottom line, you absolutely have to work with Trust Relations. Retainers start at a limited time monthly rate of 5K for a minimum five-month contract, which is absolutely a great way for you just to get super engaged with their process. Listeners of this show can redeem an, also an exclusive offer today. Use code TRBPM for a free trust analysis consultation. Just email businessdevelopment at trustrelations.agency and mention code TRBPM for a free trust analysis consultation. Terms and conditions apply. 
and we're back. So, so we just uh, went through a couple of the top stories, but I'd like to digress and tell you a little story. Okay, so recently, well, not recently, probably about a few months ago, I went to a uh, a pet conference, and I was walking the floor and just meeting different people, and I had some meetings set up, and you know, just just meeting some people to rep the agency. And uh, was talking and just asking some social media questions because one of the things I noticed was that there was some uh, some improvements that could be made to different companies and brands, social media pro- profiles and their approach. So I wanted us to talk to them about it. And I started to hear something that I, I haven't heard in a while, which is, um, oh, I don't handle that. I don't I don't handle any of that. We actually have a social media person that does that. I'm like, okay, excellent. So what um maybe i can share information with them like what's their email address i can i can shoot over what i what i found and my analysis and uh the answer is they just started so they're getting up to speed then what i do is i do a little bit more digging right i'm curious now i'm like okay well did they come from another uh, another brand are they are, are they well versed in the pet industry no 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 they're just a recent graduate that um that has a really really great understanding of social media and they're going to be taking things over. And then I went to another meeting and I heard this again. And then I went to, I, I didn't hear it in every meeting that I went to, but I heard it enough for me to think, huh, is this a trend that is coming back? Now, why do I say that? Because when um, I started the Go Agency 14 years ago, plus whatever the heck time it is, but um, all of those years ago, let's say that, uh, that was, this was how it was. Basically, you hire the youngest person that you could perf- you could get your hands on because the young person the young person would understand what social media is and then the brand would put them in charge of all of that. Now, would that be in the guise of an intern or would it be under the title of a social media manager or director or whatever, assistant, whatever it was? But what happened to those individuals? Well, what happened is those people weren't skilled enough and had enough skin in the game into the marketing and digital marketing industry. So while they're very book smart and they might have their own profiles because this was made for them, quote unquote, loose quotes, don't know. Um, it was pretty much like, wow, this is the this is the this is the target person who's using it, so they should know better than me. So they might. They might know how to load the pictures up and schedule the posts and and make sure that you're using the right hashtags. But do they understand how keyword analysis works and SEO works? And do they understand how to build a funnel, a digital marketing or digital advertising funnel on Facebook, for example? Do they know how to build email automations that go off of that so they can the ads can be retargeted? And see, this is the thing, right? We're getting into more complex topics here that can take a little bit more um, experience to really execute. Now, I can have the book smarts to learn something and then utilize it. But do I know how to do the best version of that? No, I don't because I don't have any experience doing it at all. So I can pick it up and hit the ground running and hope for the best. But is that how you want the digital marketing of your brand that you spent so much money developing? And and and, and, and maybe if you're not the case of the owner, you're the, um, you're the marketing manager that's been entrusted with this brand. So it's very important for you to kind of uphold standards. So... So when I heard that this was becoming a trend again, I, I mean, I could understand, I thought, okay, 
my first thought was I was giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, okay, everybody understands now that this is really important and it works best if it's a function within your own organization, rather than just hiring someone who is young and inexpensive and then giving them all and say, go ahead, run with it. I don't understand how this necessarily works, but let's let's kind of amplify the message. I thought people were like, oh, okay, we understand how this works. So we're going to bring it in-house and then it's going to be a, a, a like a well-oiled machine. Uh, nope, it is the right back to square one um, idea, folks. Um, a lot of companies right now are trying to save money, which I can totally understand with, with how the economy is kind of up and down and whatever. Um, I mean, I've, I was reading reports that we're not hitting a recession. It's going to be a slow session, quote unquote. Someone named it. I can't remember what it was, where I heard that. But it's just going to be long and drawn out rather than kind of like punchy and hard. Um, so uh, with that said, companies are, you know, they're not saying I'm not going to spend any money on marketing. They're just going to be really thinking about where those costs are. And where does the agency cost live? right at the freaking top of the most expensive list. Why? Because no, it's not on that marketing budget list. The employee, your internal employees' wages, <laughs> your internal employees' healthcare, your internal employees' bonuses. So if I'm looking at how am I going to cut costs, I can just hire somebody. It's going to be, it's going to be less expensive. It doesn't always work out that way. Now, one of the one of the reasons I'm going to share with you is that there is opportunity cost, which I've already alluded to. Right, we have um, we have these um, go getter um, recent graduates that are ready to go out there, but they don't have enough skin in the game to really put together strategies based on any sort of experience that they've had. If they like, yeah, oh my god, I did social media for a festival and I used to do a couple of restaurants. That does not an integrated digital marketer with experience make. That is basically someone who's trying things out and doing it for the first time. We've all done it. You know, we've all done new things and tried things out. And imagine how you are now at those things that you were you were practicing 10 years ago. You're, it's like night and day, right? So it's the same thing. You're not going to be able to get that level of strategy. So in cases of that, like that, what happens is the CEO tends to, the CEO or another person that is more senior tends to drive the bus. And the people that are driving the bus don't necessarily understand how social media really works specifically. So it becomes a very acrimonious relationship. Then there's other situations where um, the newbies will start making mistakes and they will be mis making mistakes in terms of posting incorrect content, clicking on the wrong thing, following the wrong person, um, spending too much money on advertising because they didn't understand that there was limits on, on credit cards and run up tons of credit card um, ad, ad fees that they couldn't get back from Meta or, or LinkedIn or whatever. So these are, these are real issues, right? So if you are hiring somebody, make sure they have experience. Now, here's a really funny aside talking about experience. I could go on forever on this topic, by the way. Uh, but, you know, um, I was interviewing for a senior account manager and we and our senior account managers generally have um, between seven and 15 years of experience. So, and, and, and specifically digital and, and social and all that good stuff. So I was interviewing someone and they said they had eight years of experience. I got on the phone and the person that I was interviewing was 20. So they have eight years of experience. And I said, wow, eight years of experience. So when was your, what was year one like, <laughs> you know? They're like, oh, I well, I joined Facebook. 
joining Facebook does not a year of experience make or eight. So that I was utilizing a platform passively for my own interest, focusing on things that I was interested in and ignoring the rest does not an experienced social media utilizer make. Um, if she would have said to me, I um, built my first Facebook page for my um, uncle's business, my uncle's lawn mowing business. And I was writing posts and posting there like, you know what, that's experience. Because there's things there that relate directly to output that you would do on a regular normal campaign. So you're picking up what I'm putting down out there. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those scenarios where, you know, your online presence and the message that you're putting out is so important that you have to entrust it with someone who's going to get it and make it even better, not keep it at the same level. If I had a dollar for every time a, um, a company came to me and had a complaint about their social media team, I, I mean, it was it's basically every single person that comes to us. And one of the reasons that we have found that that's the case is that there's a really distinct lack of communication inside and the so social media person that was hired internally was put on an island. So if you really want to do the hiring and keep someone inside, please make sure that you're vetting their experience first and also ensure that there is some sort of structure in place for them to follow and enhance. Bringing them in and saying, build my department and they just got out of college, they're probably still living at home. They probably don't have healthcare. They probably, I mean, I'm making some assumptions here, but there's no real world experience going on there. So you want to have someone with some skin in the game so that you can get that little, those drops of gold and that hit, hit some oil on that without having to poke and prod for it. Because if you have somebody that's kind of seasoned, they can work out independently. They don't need you to tell them what's important. They know what's important. And then they can help you understand better what you're missing. Someone that's new is going to acquiesce to your needs because you're the boss and this is my first big gig. So just, just some things that I want you to consider when you're looking into it, because I've seen many, many times working in an agency and seeing so many clients pass through our doors over the 15 years, I've seen many internal teams that are just fractured with employees that are disengaged, that don't have any North Star to follow. Make sure that you are getting the right people into the right position with the right tasks. And then, yeah you'll be able, then please hire internally. But if not, externally works as well. So what's the pro of going agency in a situation like that? If you were, well, let's talk about costs. How about that? That's usually where everyone kind of lays. I pulled some numbers from Payscale, which is an HR related website. Um, so entry level social media managers with less than one year of experience earn around $42,000. If you have more than one, maybe under five years, you get 51, 51K. Five to nine, 64K. And 10 to 19, you get 74,000. So if you break that down to look at what that spend per month would be for your employee, and I'm not including, uh, I'm including your healthcare, I'm including whatever packages. This, this, this is an all-inclusive number just to make it nice and easy. So if we're looking at, say we have um, some, you're going to hire someone with one to four years of experience, that's $51,000. If you take that and you divide that by 12, you're going to get what 
you would, that's obviously, you know, your monthly fee, right? You're taking 51,000 and divided by, um, divided by 12, sorry. You're going to get 42.50, right? So we got 42.50 a month. That's for one person who's going to do everything. So if you were to go with an agency and you knew that 42.50 was your cost internally, plus maybe add on, just pad it a little bit and do five. Say five is your internal cost with everything. Your opportunity cost too for training and all that good stuff and support and whatever else they're going to need. So you got five grand. I guarantee an agency can work something out for you around that price. If not, tell you what you should be focusing on first and then phase your success to meet what you need. Why? Because it's in my agency, there's 15 people working on your account. Everyone directly every single moment? No, but everyone has hands on your account and everyone understands what your account does. And if you're working with an agency like mine, the Go Agency, that's very, very built on teamwork and collaboration, it's a win. You've just added a full department to your company for the price of one individual that you are really taking a risk on putting all of your, uh, everything on. Now, why do people not do that? And, you know, I've worked with many agencies over the years and I understand And You know, it's just not a model that I want to do anymore. We, we're, are, we're really, really specific on taking everything in-house. Great. Do you know what you need to do? Do you know what the campaigns should look like? Do you know what their structures should look like? How will you see if this person is successful? How will you measure their success? How are you building the goals if you don't understand how? You, you see what I'm saying? There's lots of stuff here. So you can actually just hire, like my, I know other agencies do it. I know my agency does it to do a month and help you set up exactly what you need to do to get that person in. I literally, I've done this before. I've done an audit with my team, of course, with my team, always with my team, did a full audit of a company, found out what they needed, found out what they, where they wanted to go, built KPIs, built a structure, built uh, exactly what needs to happen, and then helped them vet the hire that they wanted to make internally, and then did a month of handover with a new hire where we did the training. Boom, they're working, they're hitting the ground running, they have a structure, and it's good to go. Now, many people will say, well, why would you want to do that? Because it's cannibalistic. I'm, my goal is to help people and to not sell everybody, this is my premium package. No, that's that's DOA in the marketing world. You know what I mean? If you're just going to try to sell people stuff that they don't need, they're eventually going to see that they don't need you. I don't do that. So if you can find an agency that's willing to get in there and help you, and it's a, it's like basically a one month salary or two month salary to get that all set up. It's well worth you to do that because then you'll have out, you'll have someone that's actually looking after that employee, helping them grow and then kind of lifting them off. And then they'll probably change everything after they're done, but here's the deal. They're set up and you didn't have to do any of that lift. So there are ways to work together through that, but if everything I'm telling you is just like, oh, it's just one person that we need to do this. Oh, and it's gonna, we're gonna have all of these issues. Then look for an agency. And and also don't look for a freelancer. Oh, I need social media marketing and I need someone to carry. I'll do all my social media. I'm gonna go on Craigslist and find somebody. And like, are you kidding me? This is very, very valuable stuff. And guess what? You're gonna have to approve everything that's written. Would you want to approve every single thing that's riddled with grammatical errors and spelling errors and it's written like 
like a three-year-old dictated it. That's what you want to stay away from. Why do I tell you all these things? Because I've seen all of these things happen. These are not things I'm just pulling out of thin air. So just, just to kind of boil it all down, if you're looking to hire someone internally, make sure that you're finding someone that is seasoned or a little seasoned at least, at least more than five years, five years post-collegiate uh, or post-first professional job, whatever. We don't discriminate. And then um, also make sure that you know what their goals are, where they need, what they need to execute, kind of what their day-to-day -day looks like. Do not say, hey, once you come in, you're going to be doing the social media. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, that's, that's it. And they're like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Then they might not know how, know how to build strategy. So they might say on their first day, okay, so what do I do on Facebook? And then you're like, oh, I hired you because I thought you were going to know. Another story I've heard recently. So just to let everybody know out there, I do believe it's extremely powerful to have the social media department or, and digital marketing department tethered internally into your organization. I think it's very, very powerful. But if you do it on the cheap and you think that getting the younger the person, the better the output is going to be, that is not necessarily the case. Experience and support is what builds good employees. Not, and obviously skill, right? <laughs> but that's innate. I'm saying what you need to provide is that. And I think that then that would work. But until that does, outside support would help. I mean, for, for example, if I have a client, clients getting with one of our retainers, they're getting two writers, a graphic designer, they're having a proofreader, there's an account manager, there's junior project managers, a project manager, and they have access to me as well. I mean, that's kind of a good deal, right? Then just one wage where if that one person doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then the agency, there's lots of different things that we can do. If we're not jiving with writers, we can try a different writer. We can try a different approach. We're malleable. So these are things to consider when you're making that big jump. I'm not going to beat this anymore, but you know how I feel. I think that there is, I think that this does work with the proper uh, care, but if you're not ready to give it the proper care, don't think that that's your only option because you want to be inexpensive. Think about what that marketing expense of hiring that firm equates to internally. At a, at a, at a, like a, a low level, you would have to get a writer and a social media person at a, at a bare minimum. Because you're like, oh, well, you know, it's just a couple sentences. No, it's not, folks. It is not a couple sentences. It is many sentences. And they all have to be good. And they all have to be fresh. And they all have to be engaging. So it's a little bit more of a lift than you think. So that's my uh, topic for today. But next up, I want to talk about BPM versus Stockholm Syndrome. And we're going to be talking about the quiet before the storm. After the break on the Bulletproof Marketer. Hey friends, at the Go Agency, my creative team is always on the lookout for the latest trends and best practices when it comes to marketing. Of course, as a total marketing nerd, I love this and can't wait to see what they find and share every day. It's something we do every morning. It's 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 just like such a team bonding thing and we, we absolutely love diving into it. And every day our team combs through the latest digital marketing news and newsletters and blogs and everything that's available to us to find the best stories to share internally with our team. Every topic from chat GPT to social media to email marketing and SEO, we cover it all. But 
I don't believe in keeping good information all to myself. So we share this daily process with all of you via our Bulletproof Marketer newsletter. Our daily newsletter is packed with tips, trends, and best practices that will help you stay in the loop without having to read through tons of newsletters, blogs, and websites. You're busy. Give me a break. You don't want to do this. This is like the silver bullet. One-stop shop. Got everything you need. So totally free. No obligations, people. I'm not going to try to sell you everything constantly. This is just really great digital marketing tips that will help you level up your business. So sign up today for our daily email at gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof dash marketer. Again, that's gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof dash marketer. And if you like it, share the wealth with your peers, colleagues, and friends. Again, if you can't get there, go to gosalesandmarketing.com and a pop-up will take you where you need to go. Appreciate your support as always, friends. Enjoy. Okay, we are back. Okay, marketers, you know something? You aren't crazy. You just think you are. So what I'm talking about is marketer Stockholm Syndrome, where we can get so far into our heads that we really can't see reality, much less what's about five feet in front of us. So this segment is where I'm just going to help just one marketer out there, if I could just help one marketer from not going, what am I doing wrong and feel empowered? I'm here for you. So what am I going to talk about today? The quiet before the storm. If you are a marketer, one of the things that you'll notice is that there is there's phases and there's cycles of how people will interact with you. So your boss could be like red hot and all over you for uh, for like three weeks, and then you won't hear anything for like a month or two. Well, if you're in an agency that, I mean, for myself, um, when we have the same thing, we have clients that will all of a sudden not talk to us for like three months, and then they'll get right back and they're hot and heavy and they have all these things to say, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's the thing that you can't control what's happening outside of your department, right? You can't control what's happening in people's lives. You can't help what's what's going on in the business, even probably if you're not a stakeholder. So if you're this, if you're the, not the lowly marketer, but I felt like that at times myself, but if you're a marketing professional, uh, what do you do with those quiet times? And what I would say is what you do in those quiet times is what really sets you apart as a marketer. And here's why. If you are, if you think that, um, oh my gosh, it's so nice and quiet. Oh, finally, I get a break. Finally, this is time for me to kind of, you know, chill out and rest and everything just run for a little while. I'm not saying that you can't do that for a day. I'm not really not saying that. I've I've been there. I've been scrolling the internet when when I should be re researching when I don't really need to because everything's set up and it's quiet. But you, this is the time that you can have the bandwidth to make bold moves. And what I mean by that is that's this is the time that you could start doing some additional planning, come up with an idea, see how you can enhance a strategy that's already been just sitting around for a while. If something is working, find out why it's working and how you can make it work better, how you can hack success a little bit more. So what this is doing is it's reinvesting in the the reason why you're there, right? You're there to help the company and the brand and everything just, just elevate, you know, get more eyeballs onto it, get more visits to the website, maybe even make some sales, depending on what your KPIs are, what your goals are. 
So focus on those goals and maybe think of new initiatives that you could present to your boss or um, to the department or whoever that you have to present to. But this is the time for you not to get lazy. Now, here's what I feel too. The people that are, I can always spot when someone lets the slow time get to them. And those are the people that can't catch up when the speed gets faster. Because what happens is one day you wake up and you come to the office and bam, it's all on and it's all about you and you're on blast and there's a million things that you have to get done. That is the truth, folks, right? You know, it happens. So what happens if you've been like chilling out and just surfing the internet and being bored with your life for the last four days? That's a shock. That's a shock. It's a juxtaposition of your energy, right? So don't get into that lazy, laissez-faire type fog that can happen after a lot of heavy work. Just keep it more positive. Make sure that you're looking for better ways of, of achieving the results that you have, maybe cost-effectively. Maybe this is a time where you can stage some projects that are very impressive that can help you get your raise. This is just, this is a really good time for that. So why do I tell you this as a piece of advice? Because I did this very successful throughout my whole career. Anytime it got quiet, everybody else was like, hey, I'm going to cut off the day. We're going to go down and have it. Like when I was working in um, London, um, I was working at a, a, uh, a music school and we were trying to affect change in census. We wanted more people to join the programs. And um, so we just went through big, huge enrollment and it was all over and it was successful, you know, big parties and awards and commissions and everything was, was, you know, rains down. And then it's like, okay, well, we're starting on the next semester. So that means that there's a good three or four month run up before that next semester is, is solidified. So everyone in my department was just rolling. Like, bye, we're leaving like five, 10 minutes early. They're taking long lunches. They're coming in hungover. Um, uh, so I was thinking to myself, shit, if we just did that well on that last quota, the quotas they're going to give us are going to be higher and it's going to be like a, it's going to be a rush. So what I did was I knew that was going to be the case. I went to the, went to my boss and asked him, is that going to be the case? And he said, oh yeah, absolutely. I was going to announce that in a week or so. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. In a week or so, he's going to crush everybody on the team. That's relaxed. They're all going to be like shot up out of a cannon. And it's like that none of that is positive folks. None of that is good. That's very poor management. So in order to make it better, what I did was I came up with strategies for how we would execute it. I came up with ways of doing it. I came up with programs. I came up with quotas. I came up with call plans. I came up with social media plans and emails and everything. So I did that for about a week and a half. And then they made the announcement. I just let, let it happen. He made the announcement and I came to the team and I rounded them up and I said, here's your plans. This will get, this will help you. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh my God, we're so good. They went right into it. They worked hard. They weren't stressed. They were ready to go. Why? Because I set them up for success. Why did I do that? Because I had the time. I didn't see as it's time for me to rest on my laurels. It's time for me to look at the future and see what I can do now to affect change. So folks, the quiet times are times for you to enjoy, but don't relax into them. Use it as a refresher and then get right into your planning of the future. All right, folks, after the break, uh, got one of the BPM silver bullets to digital marketing success. Hey, you don't want to miss it. Come on. 
See you in a minute. Get creative and get healthy. Avoid sugar and add tasty fizz to anything. Hey, folks, if you know me, I am always uh, don't go anywhere without uh, a little tumbler full of carbonated water. I love my sparkling water. And I've been using the Soda Maker brands for a while and, uh, you know, very happily. But then I found a game changer and that game changer is Drinkmate. Drinkmate can directly sparkle any cold drink. Their specially engineered system lets you carbonate almost anything. Now you can easily add tasty sparkle to water, to juice, to iced tea, cocktails, wine, and more. Honest to gosh, I had a gathering at my house. We ran out of champagne. I had some Chardonnay, got some Chardonnay, put it in the drink mate and made it into a sparkly Prosecco. There's fantastic ways. And really there isn't any limit to the combinations that you can try. With Drinkmate, you can be creative and explore new sparkling drinks that weren't even possible to make before. And guess what? You control what goes in them. So avoid that excessive sugar and harmful chemicals and make it healthy for you, your family, and your loved ones. Get started today by visiting www.idrinkproducts.com. Again, that's www.i, the letter I, drinkproducts.com and learn more about how you can change your life with Drinkmate. All right, we're back. Each week, I want to take a dive a, a dive into a topic that is a silver bullet or a proven quote unquote secret technique to reach your, uh, reach your marketing goals and surpass them. So this week's silver bullet is more of a time saver and a money saver. So one of the things that I've noticed is that anytime that you are trying to affect costs or you're trying to look at hiring or you're trying to look at kind of like the balancing of your resources, time tracking is a phenomenal exercise to execute. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to be time tracking all the time because, you know, sometimes if you have a role that involves strategy and creative and creative elements, it's not the best way to go, you know. So uh, what I suggest is using like a time tracker that can have a desktop application, like something like Toggle is one of them. And if you want to see how much time is being spent on a service that you're rendering, because maybe you're doing a, a, a price en enhancement or you're doing a price reduction, you can see how much time is going on, um, how much time the team is taking to execute it. And then you can look and see what the fees are associated with that employee and also the marketing stack you know, implications of what tools they're using and then see exactly how much that's costing you. And you could do that for any one employee. You could do it for your whole team and everything. But time tracking is something that you can deploy whenever you need more information. Again, this is what kind of going back to the previous um, segment. If you have um, some downtime and there's some quiet time, this is when you can start getting stuff like this set up. So if I have my boss is like, hey, we're going to be rolling out this new um, thought leader campaign on Twitter. Um, it's a brand new service and here it is. And we're going to be offering it to this, um, this, this client that's coming on in a week. I want to see how much time that's going to take. So can you, do, um, can you do analysis on that? Yep, no problem. I already got it all set up. So get, your per get, get the person that's going to be executing the work, show them the, the time tracker or do a presentation previously so everyone knows it's there when it needs to be done and then use it when you need it. Don't you can dip in and dip out. You don't have to lean into full time use of it. Your employees will really appreciate it too because it is um, a benefit to them because it shows them how much time 
they're spending on things. So it's kind of like a wake up call. Also, uh, it enables them if you're trying to enhance prices or you're trying to kind of figure out how to protect their time, they're going to appreciate that a lot. So tracking time, silver bullet. I mean, not, not super um, high tech, I guess, but definitely a lo-fi thing that you can do and, and just incorporate into your day-to-day -to, -day to really make a difference and understand what that true ROI is um, within your department or your, your organization. All right, folks, I got a couple more words for you in just a minute after the break here on this Bulletproof Marketer. Hey, folks, if you really want to be a Bulletproof Marketer, then you need a secret weapon. Lean in, lean in, come on, a little bit more. Psychology-infused marketing strategy. Boom. And that's what our friends at Cornell Content Marketing specialize in. From human-centric SEO that also makes the Google gods happy to content and copy that break down barriers to buying and form long-lasting bonds with your target audience, Cornell knows what your buyers are thinking and also, more importantly, how they want to feel. And then how you can give them what they want with your marketing. If you want to get your audience 80 to 90% sold before your buyers ever reach out to you, then you need to talk to Ray Cornell at Cornell Content Marketing. So you want to learn more? Learn more and book a call at CornellContentMarketing.com. Again, that is Cornell, C-O-R-N-E-L-L, -L, ContentMarketing.com. Go, do it now. Okay, folks, we're back. Thank you so much for joining me on my uh, first show back in a little bit. Again, covered some really great things in terms of uh, some new features on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, now, uh, you know, fetuses can buy Oculus, which is fun. And then uh, also we went through, uh, you know, the cost of hiring someone versus going agency. So I think we, we got some good tips there for you to hang your hat on. Um, we talked about using the quiet times and the uh, bulletproof marketer versus Stockholm syndrome. And of course, with the silver bullet being time tracking. So lots of really good information. I hope that you can utilize. Um, again, folks, it is always a pleasure to be able to do this and connect with you all. So feel free to, to tweet me at BP marketer. And let me know um, if there's any topics that you want me to cover or what you think about the show. And also you can make, make sure to sign up. This is a big deal though. This is really high value just to let you know, um, to sign up for our companion newsletter. The Bulletproof Marketing is a daily digital marketing digest that is packed with information. It is not a self-promotional, like there's not gonna be a big headshot of me with my, like my hand, my, my chin on my knuckles. You know, this is all about digital marketing information that you can utilize. So please go to gosalesandmarketing.com and use the pop-up to gain access to our inner circle and get those daily tips, just like the ones that we had on the show today, right directly into your inbox. All right, folks, I got to run, be kind, be authentic, and be bulletproof. Thanks again, folks. Until next time.